0: Gimme, give gimme, give cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, give gimme, give cause I'm obsessed,
1: yeah. Gimme, give gimme, give cause I'm obsessed. And I can't get it out of my head. Cause I won't use discretion when I'm talking about obsession, cause this is what makes me me. And I'm glad that I called you. I'm talking about nostalgia, and this is where I wanna be. Gimme, give gimme, give cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, give gimme, give cause I'm obsessed, yeah. Gimme, give gimme, give cause I'm obsessed.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, Gimme podcast. Your host and resident horse girl, Kathleen DeMarle. Um, I am so excited for this week's guest. She is very, for those of you listening to this via audio, you're not going to be able to see this, but for people watching this on YouTube, she has a very fantastical background. Um, we have the very funny Emily Mame Ford on. Hello! Hello! I was so excited about your background that I didn't even say your credit, which is that you are recreating The Love is Blind on YouTube.
1: Yeah, well, I'm creating it with The Sims 4. Um, yeah, all, which you,
0: is, you gotta put a lot of time into that to get those Sims to do those things.
1: It's a lot of work, honestly. Like, a lot more work than you'd expect. Some Some weeks it takes me, like, 20 hours to make an episode <laughs> But you must be getting, like,
0: good feedback from, like, the Love is Blind community on, like, Reddit and stuff.
1: Yeah, they love it. I have, like, I actually was doing a bad job at keeping up with the episodes for a while. And now they've been weekly and people are happy. They were mad at me for a bit, I think. Oh,
0: because, like, you had a big gap between.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I, not only is it just using The Sims 4, but it's, like, I do all the voices. And,
0: in- oh, my God.
1: It's right.
0: That is right. I've I've watched a
1: couple and I do recall
0: you trying to do a couple of the male voices.
1: Oh yeah. I do them all. And it's a lot. I bet it's really strange to see me record it because I do all the filming and then I record all at the same time. So my boyfriend probably thinks I have like multiple personalities.
0: Oh, so you're doing the voices like for everyone, (laughs) for everyone all at the same time. Yeah. So you're like, you're a dick no you're a bitch like that's exactly that's, how it goes. <laughs> oh my god how are you keeping up like are you do you have like like notes like cliff notes
1: yeah so i watch the episode i take notes and then i like start filming with the sims i get them into like i make all the different places that they go the people if like i made all their family members because there's an episode where they meet their family
0: Okay, so I'm going to say this and I don't want you to take offense to this, but like, I think that this sounds like something that an unemployed person during a pandemic would do and you're an employed
1: person. Yeah, I have a full-time job.
0: (laughs) You have a full-time job and then you have a part-time job, which is recreating Love is
1: Blind on the Sims. Exactly. I think I'm probably like the busiest person in quarantine
0: (laughs) but that's I mean it's not bad to be busy it's almost like better better in a way to be busy because then you can like keep your days going yeah Yeah.
1: I like it I don't think it's a bad thing and I mean I was busy with comedy before this and that's dead so
0: yeah so it's taken up a separate place and then after this because how many episodes do you have left to put out
1: so I'm putting one out tonight, actually. I have to finish it up right after this. And then that's episode eight. So then there's two more after that. And then the reunion episode.
0: Oh, hell yeah.
1: Yeah. And then I'm probably going to do like a behind the scenes episode or something really stupid Ooh. like that. And a couple of things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is exciting. And then are you going to take a break from this kind of project or are you going to go right into something else? I'm going to go right into something
1: else because I'm an insane person.
0: Do you know what you're going to do yet? Or is that a secret? I,
1: ha- I haven't decided. A lot of people have said The Bachelor. I was thinking Shrek. I mean, I
0: suggested Twilight originally. But... I
1: also... That's not a bad idea. But Shrek might be...
0: See, the thing is, is if you do Love is Blind and then you do The Bachelor, they're so similar. You know? They're both yeah. dating shows.
1: Another thing I was thinking about was doing Chopped. Ah. That could be fun. Or even Shark Tank, maybe. <laughs>
0: That would be that would be good. That would be yeah. easy-ish, maybe mm-hmm. com- comparatively. Compared to what I'm doing now, it would be easy. I think something that all happens in one room. Yeah, that would be pretty nice. But you know, I cool. mean, you're doing uh, a lot more than some comedians are during the pandemic. That's for sure. Some people that are not doing anything, so yeah. But. This leads into why I brought you on the podcast, which is about your childhood obsession, which I got to be honest with you. When you originally told me, I was like, no, there's not, this is not a thing. You were obsessed with holes, not like digging holes, like the movie holes.
1: Yes. To a whole other level. Ah. (laughs) my
0: question is did you okay because there was a holes is based on a very well-written book
1: yeah I didn't care about that I don't you
0: didn't did you read the have you ever read the book
1: I tried to once and then I just like I think I watched the movie I I just gave up I'm not really a reader okay so holes (laughs) the holes
0: the movie for those of you listening that don't know starred Shia LaBeouf right I mean, yeah, he was like do the it. star. Yeah, and I got to be honest with you, I need to know, first off, you need to tell us how many times you've seen this movie. Okay, well, I wish, I honestly just wish
1: that I kept a record. I didn't. I think I first watched the movie when I was like eight or nine. Okay. Um, and this was a time, I don't know if this happened to you as well, but growing up, I didn't have like cable really. I just had like 10 DVDs.
0: Okay. So I connect with this in a way that is different because we had cable, but what we didn't have is like when we'd go on long road trips, DVD players and stuff like weren't a thing yet. So my parents used to take this little baby TV and plug it into the cigarette lighter and we would watch in the car. Yeah. In the car. And we'd watch VHS tapes. Mm -hmm. So like I get it on that level.
1: Yeah, like maybe we did have cable, but it was like crappy or I don't know. I, But we had like 10 DVDs that you just watch over and over. Okay. So I already was watching a lot of movies frequently, but I got the movie Holes. I honestly don't know like what it was about it. I think just the wholesome story and, you know. Was this gifted to you or something? I'm pretty sure it was like a birthday present. I got to find out the origin, to be honest. Okay. So I, I don't know. I got the movie and I just started watching it. I like I was eight or nine at the time, but I, I would watch it, once at least at least once every day, for like a couple of years. I'm not kidding. It sounds insane, but every time I watched it, sometimes the movie would end, and I would just play it again.
0: You just restart it.
1: I would. Yeah. Oh,
0: man, I just have it. To me, it's like. If you're on an island and you're told there's only one movie you can bring with you, Holes is not my go-to movie.
1: I almost feel like to me it was like a soothing thing, like an anxiety thing. Sure. Because at one point I would just like always watch The other day I got sad, I watched Holes. I don't know. Really?
0: Yeah. So you're still like, even to this day, you're not like sick of this movie. You would still watch it.
1: I would watch it right now. I would. We should be watching it as we speak
0: we could have that would have been a good (laughs) we could have done commentary on on it oh man it's even
1: i can as i watch the movie i know every single word because i've seen it so many times that i can literally like say word for word what throughout the entire thing (laughs) see i
0: can't judge you because i do connect on a certain level In a way that it's, like, I used to fall asleep to Seinfeld reruns, like, on my little, like, DVD player at home. But, like, and I know some lines. But Holes, to me, it's like a a two-hour
1: movie. Yeah.
0: But, okay.
1: To be fair, a lot of the time when I'd watch it, I would be doing other things.
0: Yeah, it's, like, uh, white noise. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But if I had to figure out the math, I know it's at least over 500. But it honestly is probably around a thousand or more, and I'm, I'm honest, I'm serious because there would be times in my life, like years, where I would watch it more than others. Mm-hmm. But I would always come back. Like even when I was 18, I was watching it like once a week.
0: Well, and I think if you are a child and that's something that brings you comfort, it makes sense that you would go back to that as like a teen or an adult. Yeah. How did your parents feel about your whole obsession?
1: Honestly, I don't know where my parents were. <laughs> That's always my question. Like, why weren't they flagging um, this? They actually, I honestly don't think either of them even know. If that gives you an indication of how I grew Hold up. Hold
0: on a second.
1: I would try Hold to like up.
0: reach out to you and grab your shoulder right now if I could. You're, <laughs> you're telling me. That you've watched holes roughly let's average the two guesses out, seven hundred and fifty times. And your parents don't know that you have almost burned a DVD of holes, basically. I'll text my mom right now. I text her, I wanna I wanna know her live response.
1: Hey mom, how many times do you think I've seen the movie holes?
0: she's going to think it's something about porn. She's going to be like, what? She's going to be like, oh my
1: God, what did I teach my child? <laughs> no, but I mean, I was watching like slasher movies at seven. I'd be like, dad, can I watch it? And he'd be like, sure. That was the last one. They just didn't.
0: Oh, oh, cause you're the youngest in your family. Yeah. They didn't care what I did. So well, yeah. And I mean, like, I feel like, It's weird the amount that I'm going to say holes on this episode because it does feel (laughs) pornographic, but it's really a wholesome movie starring Shia LaBeouf and a kid that should have, oh man, what was his name? Zero. Zero. That,
1: where is he? His whole name. His name was Zero. That's, that's just horrible in itself. Where is he? Like, where's that actor? uh, That's a good question. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I think he kinda didn't do anything after I don't think he did anything after that. But he was so good in that movie. Yes.
0: He was like the star of that movie. Like Shia LaBeouf was fine, but you know, he Zero was the star of that movie. I need to know. Um, okay, so in that movie, they don't they find like peaches? Yeah, okay, well, I can tell you the whole plot if you need. Um, well, yeah, let's give but, our, our listeners, for those of our listeners that haven't heard of this movie, which I'd be shocked if there were people that don't know what this movie, yeah. but give us a quick recap.
1: If you want, I mean, I could just quote the whole movie, like, all my life. Just kidding, okay. Oh my
0: god, my you would really do, you could really do that?
1: I actually really could. Like, the first scene oh, is no. when that guy Barfbag gets bit by a snake, a rattlesnake, and they're like, yo, Barf Bag, get back, get back. And then he gets bitten and then he goes, ah, and then it goes to Stanley and he's like, all my life. Hold on. I've been at the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> Can I
0: ask,
1: you're a stand-up comedian.
0: How have you not done a one man show of you recreating
1: holes? <laughs> That's a really good question.
0: You could like people and you wouldn't even have to say that it was holes. You could just like do it and people would be like, oh my God, that was so deep. Deep, it's a hole. It's a hole. Uh, yeah, well, so I won't I won't go. Yeah, give us your actual I'll just do a synopsis. A synopsis.
1: Yeah. Well, what happens is in the beginning, Stanley has this family and they're really, really unlucky, right? Um, because in the past they had this ancestor man who stole a bunch of stuff from Kissing Kate Barlow, who then oh man, I'm screwing this up. I got too excited. You're too, you're so like excited about it. I love this movie so much, but okay, the synopsis is Stanley's family is really, really unlucky, the whole family, including him, and then all of a sudden he's walking down the street, and all of a sudden these shoes come up from this guy and hit him in the head, so then he gets arrested, and then he has to go to this like basically because summer
0: they're famous people's shoes with the signature that somebody thought he stole
1: but he didn't know that right away so right. he found the shoes flying in the sky and then he like put them on and then he got arrested and then yeah. turns out it was zero that dropped the shoes that's right zero dropped the shoes because he actually got them at like a charity event for homeless people yes. and then but zero ended up in the same place two weeks later for stealing a pack of gum So then, then, yes. Yeah, so then they all go to this camp and it's them and these other people that are cool. One steals a puppy. They all go to the camp and then they're all digging holes. You
0: make this, (laughs) you're making this movie sound a lot more like, (laughs) it's kind of sad. Like, the fact is these boys are shipped out to, like, the freaking desert to dig holes.
1: It's very sad, but the ending really brings it all together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they all go to this camp and they have to, like, They have to dig holes every day, six foot deep, six foot in diameter, every day. And then it's to build character, but really they're just looking for treasure. Yes. So they're doing this for, like, 50 years, these boys that come in. And then Stanley and Zero connect. They run away from camp, and then they're, like, they go and they find God's thumb, and they find water in the desert, and then they go back to the camp in the morning, and then they dig up the treasure, and then the treasure is restored and also, when they go to God's Thumb, um, Stanley brings Zero up the mountain, just like his grandmother, Madame Zeroni.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, and then, so Stanley <laughs> brings Is your up- boyfriend, like, rolling his <laughs> eyes right now? <laughs> he's laughing. He's also watched this movie with me, and he's heard me quote the whole thing. So.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: I, I also have a fish named Stanley Yelnats. Oh, my God. When it dies, don't ever name your fish something you love that much because when it dies, I'm going to lose my shit. Um, It's a fish. You know it's going to die soon. I know. I I messed up. I shouldn't have named it Stanley. But yeah, in the end, they find the treasure. He brings Madame Zeroni, but Mr. Zeroni up the mountain. His family's luck is restored and they end up in a house with a bunch of waterfalls and stuff. And they go swimming and they get all the people out of the jail.
0: I should have probably, like, uh, <laughs> given a spoiler alert before that happened. But, you know, we're talking about holes. People are going to know that we're going to talk about the whole thing. Yeah, the whole we, thing. The whole thing. I should do a holes count when I listen back to this to edit it. <laughs> um, man. Holy okay. Grail. So you gave us the synopsis. You told us what it was about. I mean, it's a good movie. My question is, who do you most... Like, is Stanley the one that you, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, is Stanley who, relate the, to? who you relate to?
1: That's a tough one. I I feel like I'm a mix of Stanley and Zero. Okay. Because Stanley was, like, trying to do the right thing, right? Right. But he also was just, like, trying to, like, make his family happy. And I don't know, he was just, like, there was a lot going on with him. But at the same time, Zero was just, like, he was very underappreciated, you know? Totally. Definitely. Like, I, I bet, I bet Zero could have watched Holes 750 times and his parents wouldn't know, you know? Oh, his parents probably didn't even know he was at that camp, you know? Exactly. Like, they didn't. They, well, his parents, oh, oh, that's another great part in the end. Him and his mom reunite and it's so beautiful.
0: Oh my God. Uh,
1: but yeah.
0: It, okay. So you saw this movie when you were, it was out, out on DVD by the time, like, did you ever see it in theaters? no no i am just like so shocked that like you connected with this like gifted movie i just don't i honestly don't have like a good reason why but it sounds like you didn't have like many viewing options
1: i had enough that i shouldn't have watched holes every single day but
0: also i don't know i'm thinking about movies that because I feel like we're around the same age. I'm thinking about movies that we grew up with, and it's like a lot of them are not. I mean, I think I watched Home Alone probably 300 times.
1: Oh yeah, that's a great movie in itself. Which is a good movie, but like,
0: I think eventually my parents were like you have to pick something else. Like you need you need variety.
1: Were they like watching these movies with you?
0: Well, a lot of times it would be like in the car. So they mm-hmm. would have to hear it. And they'd be like, oh my god, not again.
1: That makes sense.
0: Were you a fan of Shia LaBeouf outside of Holes or no? I Was
1: mean, you- not really outside of Holes. I'm not really good at keeping up with the uh, Shias. But I <laughs> I don't really, like, feel, I only, yeah. So not really. You know, when he's in another movie, I'm like, oh, it's Stanley. But yeah.
0: I can't believe you named your fish Stanley Yelnats. I'm surprised you didn't name your dog after Stanley. Well, I mean, your dog's a girl, but.
1: I know. I. Ugh. I'm just. Now I'm stressed out about my fish. I swear oh, to God. Oh, no, no, I...
0: no. What kind of fish is it?
1: It's a beta, but I check it's alive like every day.
0: They live for a while.
1: Yeah. Maybe. I already killed the other one in quarantine. Wait, you just got this fish? No. This fish has been around since, like, last Easter, the Easter before last. Okay. She's, like, two. Oh my god.
0: You killed another well, other
1: fish. My other fish died.
0: That wasn't also named after a Holes character, was it?
1: No, that one was Darth, and that was, that was actually the gayest thing I've ever owned. It was my ex-girlfriend's ex-girlfriend's fish.
0: Wait. Hold on. You owned a fish that belonged to your ex-girlfriend's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Like she didn't take that fish
1: back in the breakup. That's the funny thing. So like her ex left it to her, and then she left it to me. She just didn't even ever ask about I,
0: it. I think that that's a sign. Like I, it sounds bad, but I had I had a fish death story. my <laughs> fresh My freshman year of college, my first semester roommate and I got glow in the dark um, fish together, and we broke up as roommates and the day that i moved out into another dorm room my fish died i think it's all like i i don't know i don't know but i'm uh, maybe it means maybe that fish was supposed to die she probably poisoned it no no your fish oh yeah probably but also betas i mean
1: okay just a test they're just a test
0: So do you have, like, a favorite part of that movie or, like, a least favorite part of that movie? I definitely
1: have a favorite part. The ending is the best part. The part where, like, they find the loot and then they all, like, cry and then Zero finds his mom. I still sometimes cry at
0: that part. I get that. There are certain movies that I still cry in regardless. Yeah. I get it. I do find it funny that you've dragged your boyfriend into this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like if someone's going to date me, they have to watch that with me just to know. Yeah. It's just like fair. important.
0: Yeah. If that's something that, you, that has been such a culture, it sounds tacky to say that it's been like a cultural thing in your life, but like if you've watched it that many times, that's a pretty important piece of media.
1: Yeah. I also just feel like I need to know that they can handle the fact that I've watched that bad of a movie that many times
0: right but the thing is is that that movie is not the worst movie that you could watch that many times like there are worse options
1: yeah definitely like it's if you
0: neutral like if you told I, i'm gonna get judged so bad for this but like for example i did not like halloween town as a kid if you told me that you watched halloween town a thousand times i'd be
1: like goodbye goodbye Yeah, because the thing about Holes is that there's two different stories going on the whole time. That's true. There's the old-time story and then the new-time story. And another great part of the story that I forgot to touch on was the teacher and Sam, the onion man, and then she's the peach lady. Yes. And then they put their peaches and onions together, and that's what ties the whole movie together at the end, That's right. Oh, that's... The parents are trying to find a cure for stinky feet. Oh, that's right, because he's like uh
0: Stanley's father, Stanley mm-hmm. yelnats's father is an inventor.
1: Exactly. So he's trying to find a cure for stinky feet. He's trying the whole entire time in the movie. And then at the end, when Zero and Stanley find the peaches and the onions yes. on their quest. Yes at the end when he gets lucky again after he brings zero up the mountain that's when he finds the cure for stinky feet and it's peaches and onions the whole thing gets tied together
0: which is a weird combination that i don't think would actually work
1: oh it would never work but this is the thing about the movie it's so complex there's so much going on it's pretty
0: complex for a movie geared towards children yeah but it there's just nothing bad about it you know i have to ask have you been in Cause, um, I feel like when I've watched shows or movies, they've, and there's like a food item or something, I don't know, like in Twilight, I think I probably got into like Ford pickup trucks. Um, did you get into peaches (laughs) (laughs) because of this movie? I have to know.
1: How does someone get into peaches?
0: (laughs) Because you're like, oh my God, the peaches look so good in this movie. Like I have to be a peach head now. Can you describe what a peach head is? <laughs> like you weren't um I don't know like your parents never, like went grocery shopping and you were like, "Hey, can you get some peaches?"
1: <laughs> no, that shouldn't happen. Right, oh my my well, god. Yeah, I grew up really strangely, so no. But okay. um no, I wasn't obsessed with peaches, but you know I know that's a weird question to ask. I <laughs> I honestly just want to know what being a peach head is more than anything. Like a peach
0: head, is we that could... a thing? I just call anybody like a, like, a th- like that if that's what they're into. Like, oh, you're into dogs. You're a dog head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. What? <laughs> is this where did you learn this you just started i think i just made this up oh okay i gotcha
0: uh but there are certain there are certain obsessions where people are like
1: deadhead dead
0: yeah like deadhead or like i I think that's it that might just be (laughs) it i should have had kevin m quigley on or josh goldstein i should could have done a deadhead talk with them oh my god Okay, so you weren't into peaches. I'm assuming then you weren't an onion head. Like you were just.
1: No, but. Just onions,
0: a holes head.
1: Honestly, though, onions do make me cry, and maybe it's just because I'm thinking about holes.
0: No, that's because they're onions. <laughs> I don't think that is specific to holes. I think that's because they're onions. Be. <laughs> oh, man. Do you own you still own a copy of the movie like a physical disc? I do. You own a physical disc. It's also on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus? Oh, that's yeah. right. It's a Disney movie. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's honestly the best Disney movie there is. Well, let's see. What other Disney
0: Well, that movie went to theaters as opposed to going straight to the Disney Channel. There are other good Disney movies for sure, but I think there- that it
1: there are a lot of good Disney movies, but there's not, like, a lot of good, like, wholesome Disney movies. But I guess that's more for the the cartoons.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I think the cartoons were probably, like, they – I feel like they went through a phase, right, where Disney had all these, like, cartoon movies, and then they branched out into live action. And I think Holes was one of their big live action movies. It's
1: just amazing.
0: What? that it, The, the movie. movie? I just – your hot take is, it's just really good.
1: <laughs> it just makes me so happy. I don't...
0: I'm gonna have to go watch it again. I haven't watched Holes in probably, like... Yeah. What year did it come out? Do you know?
1: I should know. Let's find out.
0: It must have come out in, like... What, I
1: 2003? should know this.
0: 2003.
1: I don't... And Yeah, that makes sense. I was 7 in 2003. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I feel like, the re- I think the reason, I mean, there's not a good reason, but every time I watch Holes, it gets better. I still feel that way. I I'm really do. I'm
0: so concerned.
1: I know. It's probably a mental illness, but how do you say, like, I'm diagnosed with being obsessed with Holes? It's just, it just sounds so sexual. <laughs> I'm going to put it for therapy appointments and just <laughs> I've, I'm really into
0: holes and they're going to be like, oh my God, like we have some work to do, like digging. And you're like, no, the movie. <laughs> oh no. My thing about, I mean, I think it's very normal to be obsessed. I feel like there are like kids in general, I think really do like connect to one one or two movies. And then I think that shapes, I'm getting like very therapist here but i think that shapes them like i was really into oh my god i was like super into home alone as a kid and and alice in wonderland like i my dad was gonna throw away the vhs of alice in wonderland and i was like no 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 yeah i don't even have a vhs player like where am i gonna watch this
1: find a place i don't know i also was really obsessed with the movie funny people if you've ever seen it That Adam Sandler movie? Yeah, I don't know why, but I really liked it. As a kid? Um, It came out like my freshman year, and I watched it very frequently. Your freshman year of high school? Yes. I watched it all the time. Me and my brother, he was in college at the time, and we used to just steal it from each other's rooms. So, like, he'd go to school, and then I'd take it back. And then on the weekend when he was home, he'd take it back from me.
0: Was it just because that had a good cast? Was it the cast, or was it the plot? All of it. All of it.
1: Except the ending's very bad. So like the beginning's great. And then it really dips.
0: It's funny to me because that's like, it's very anticlimactic that that's your go-to Adam Sandler film.
1: I mean, I like the other ones, but funny yeah. people, honestly, also, I feel like it's part of why I started stand up,
0: So. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's fair.
1: Yeah. And like Aubrey Plaza's in it and Seth Rogen and stuff. And they do really funny stuff.
0: Yeah. There's a good cast. So, um, this is really embarrassing, but when I, my parents used to take me to like movies that were not meant for children to go to, like they were R-rated movies Mm -hmm. and they would take me. And so I don't know if you've ever heard of the movie Hotel Rwanda. Yes. Which is about the, um, like genocide, right? Like the genocide of Rwanda. Mm -hmm. I asked for that movie for Christmas Oh, wow. And my, Did you par- get it? I, my parents gave it to me and they're probably like, I don't know. I must've been like 13. I, I don't know when it came out, but I must've been like 12 or 13 when it came out and they gave it to me. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why do my parents think I want a movie on genocide? You know, you asked for it. I asked for it. <laughs> and to be fair, um, I never watched it again. <laughs>
1: I mean, that's not the type of movie you watch twice.
0: No, it's, it's not, like, movie. holes. It's not, like, a wholesome movie. It's, like, a very sad – it's a good movie, but it's very sad.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Never again.
1: No, but I also feel like I, when I was that age, I was asking for, like, forgetting Sarah Marshall and, like, not
0: – Yeah, but that stuff is, like, a little bit – that's not base in truth, right? Like, that – and it's also, like, dirty. So it's yeah. – funny it plays to a young audience because of that
1: true you're right
0: but were you so were there other movies that you were super into too besides those two
1: not really not
0: really it was those
1: two yeah I was mostly really really into music and and then the movie holds.
0: oh that's right so you (laughs) said the band that you were into which I what was the band that you said you were really into say anything say anything okay I purposefully did not look up this band because I wanted to guess in front of you what kind of band it was.
1: Okay. I'm assuming
0: it's some sort of emo punk band. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. See, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a band from like the early 2000s
1: that's like, we're sad. Yeah, I was very emo as a kid and my favorite song, I I can't call it my favorite song anymore because it's so emo but is the song colorblind and it's like
0: hold it's on a- let me guess is it about love loss
1: no but it's about no one liking you
0: oh my um, god
1: this was your favorite song yeah jesus um like the actual chorus is i haven't listened to it so long enough. i have to actually look up the lyrics
0: i actually think that this and the holes thing relate because they're both about being outsiders
1: yeah, I just was like had a lot of feelings. <laughs> yeah. The the chorus was <laughs> here comes the sadness that i miss so much that lonely aching comes from every touch. <laughs> I've grown accustomed to the grays and blacks cuz they're always coming back. <laughs> and oh no, that was just the beginning. The chorus is I move too slow and i think too fast and the first rainbow i see will be the last. I'm so glad I didn't get a tattoo when I was 18 because that's what it would have been oh my god you don't even
0: want to know when I graduated high school I was convinced that I was going to get a twilight themed tattoo what? yes I oh, was going to wow. get a, a twilight tattoo that said um, oh I don't know some some note that that Edward wrote to Bella like be safe I was going to get a, a tattoo that said be safe on my ankle <laughs> I bet you're going to say ass <laughs> no, and I am so happy that I didn't did, did yeah. not do that. Okay, so say anything. Yeah, go ahead. Say
1: anything tattoo though, I gotta, you
0: do. Yeah. Oh shit! You're where's um, your holes tattoo?
1: I should. I just have a shark. I'll get a hole.
0: I'm just like one little one little circle. People will be like, "What does that mean, in life?" And
1: you're like, "No holes." <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. I'll get that next. Don't it'll, don't, it'll probably look like the ring symbol, like the movie The Ring. <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to get, like, a shovel. Don't give me ideas. The, the Both times I got tattoos for the day of, I was just like, I'm
0: Don't, doing it. no, 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 no. Yeah. I just had to talk a friend's friend out of getting a tattoo the day of, so. That's, that's
1: just how I live, I guess, because that's what both my tattoos are. But, yeah, the band Say Anything – I've never cared about pop culture or really any celebrities except for the band Say Anything.
0: So how old were you when you started listening to them?
1: I was
0: 12. Twelve. That's young. I yeah. mean, I feel like that's pretty young. Because they, to me, like, saying anything, maybe I'm, like, totally missing it. But I don't remember them being, like, a huge movement, at least when I was growing up. Like, I don't remember Say Anything.
1: It's one of those bands that there's people like me that are really obsessed with it. Like, I'm in a Say Anything Discord. You're in a Say
0: Anything Discord? Oh yeah. Oh, my God. It's, You're a
1: super fan. I really... Max Beamus follows me on Twitter. Oh, shit. It's maybe by probably my best credit. I might just start using that, but no one will care. Um, but I know all about his life and, like, his family and his kids and his wife. And So how did you get into Say
0: Anything? Was it, like, you hearing a song or did somebody introduce it to you or...
1: Um my sister was really into emo music back in the day and then I like looked it up on my own and then she stopped being into it and now I still am at 26. But I do you remember Limewire? Yes. So <laughs> I don't know why I did this or I didn't just like ask my parents to get me new speakers, but we had a computer like a desktop computer and the speakers were broken, but we had like external speakers that also were broken. Okay. And we just had a bunch of We would just buy like mixed CDs, like blank CDs. And then I would rip stuff off of LimeWire and put them onto the CD before listening. Yes. So I never listened to anything from LimeWire. I would just download a bunch of like random artists and then just put them on blank CDs and then listen on my radio.
0: So then you would, like, create these, like, mixed CDs and you'd be like, oh, this is crap. Or, like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, or... and the
1: the worst part, too, is that LimeWire had a bunch of, like, bugs going on. And yes. half the time, the songs were Bill Clinton's voice, if you remember. Oh. Did that ever happen to you? That never happened to me, but I do remember. Because, like, LimeWire
0: was technically illegal. Yeah. And I remember somebody at my height, there was, like... There was like a story about another kid at another school that got like arrested, which I'm sure was fake. Like, I'm sure it was like folklore, but I was always terrified. I was like, I'm going to download this Fallout Boy song and get in trouble.
1: <laughs> you think about like people showing up to your house?
0: Yeah. Like the FBI knocking on my door being like, who downloaded Adam Sandler's Everybody Poop song? You know? <laughs>
1: Yeah, fully understand that. But yeah, it was almost always that my fellow American speech. Yes, okay. And so I probably still have a bunch of blank CDs with that
0: on it. Did you see that? I'm sure if you, knowing your obsession based on holes, I'm assuming that with Say Anything, you've like been to their concerts and stuff like that?
1: Oh yeah, I've been to see them over 10 times. And then I actually saw their virtual show recently. Oh, they had like a That's virtual pandemic fun. show? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just, like, live streamed. It was just the lead singer, but it was very fun.
0: Are they – did they break up or are they still together? It sounds like they broke up if it's just him. So,
1: I mean, it was always just Max Bemis, kind of. But now he doesn't go by saying anything. He just goes by Max Bemis. Hmm. But he's always been the whole band, pretty much. He has, like, one person that's always been in it. Otherwise, it's just – It's just yeah. – He writes all the songs, like, all that.
0: Was your style at all based on your musical taste?
1: Yeah, kind of. I went to Warped Tour in seventh grade, and I thought I was hey, so cool.
0: Everybody, I always was so jealous of the kids that went to Warped Tour. I didn't get to go to concerts, um, really, as a kid. So, like, I was jealous.
1: Yeah, I only went to a couple because I lived in, like, rural New Hampshire, and there I couldn't mm-hmm. get there. But I went to Warped Tour in the seventh grade, and I saw the band The Rocket Summer. Okay which is just a very, it's very, like, pop y ish uh, But I got a t-shirt, and it was the first time I ever saw them. I got a t-shirt, and it was, like, yellow. And I remember once a week, I would wear that yellow Rocket Summer t-shirt, a little yellow bow, if you remember that Those side. little clips, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, ballet flats that were yellow with hearts all over them. Yes. I would wear that outfit once a week, and I thought it was so cool.
0: Did you also have a MySpace page?
1: Oh, God, Yes. I wish it still existed. I can't find it anymore. But I definitely had, like, the, like, bangs. I did my hair pink a bunch.
0: I'm not – this does not surprise me. Now that you explain – this does not surprise me at all. Because that was such a – I'm sorry, but that was a cultural movement.
1: It was. I was there for it. In the basement, you know.
0: (laughs) Um, Have you had any particularly bad concert experiences going to see Say Anything?
1: Oh, one time I, like, met some random person at a Say Anything concert. It didn't really work out. I, I went oh, like alone you Oh, you met a date or something? Yeah, it, no, it was really weird. So I went to a concert by myself, which I never do. That but seems went,
0: unsafe.
1: Yeah, but I went to a Say Anything concert alone, and then I was, like, whatever. Um, and then I just, like, went. And then I met one person at the bar, and I was, like, cool, like a friend. And then I went, and I was, like, oh, like, want to go watch the show together? And he's, like, yeah. And I'm, like, hoping maybe it would just be a friend situation. So then I go. And then as we're, like, watching and kind of dancing, I realize that he thinks we're kind of, like, on a date situation. Oh, he thinks you're vibing. Yeah. And then there was this other guy that was on my other side. And then we started, like, singing songs together and stuff because we both were super fans. But the original guy that I had met wasn't a super fan. So then I'm, like, Dan- like I was like almost on two dates at once but you're like, in a throuple
0: at that point I
1: didn't want to be yeah was- so what what
0: what happened did you like did this guy try to make a move on you or anything well you don't I, have to say it if you don't
1: want to I mean well one of them we ended up going and waiting outside for like two hours for Max Beamis to come out and we didn't end up meeting him but we tried
0: that was definitely the super fan
1: yeah it was yeah still friends
0: it's so funny to me because at those concerts you always like meet people and connect and like i i don't know how much you follow the local scene but my friend introduced me to this um like pop punk band called rebuilder i don't know if i'm supposed to call them pop punk i don't think they would like me calling them that (laughs) i think they're just punk okay i'm sorry daniel and sal if you're listening to this um and I went to about, I've been to like, probably like three or four of their concerts. I've only known of them for a couple of years. And one of the concerts I was singing and apparently there was another guy there that thought that I like challenged him to a dance off. What? <laughs> and he was a friend of my friend. And so like, he thought I challenged him to a dance off. So the next day he was like, texting my friend and he's like yeah i really feel like i connected with kathleen we like had a dance off and i was like no i was just really into this music i don't even remember making eye contact with this guy
1: how does someone even initiate a dance off honestly i don't like, think uh, I where don't, does it start and where does it end
0: <laughs> and also like you're not doing dance offs at local punk shows like
1: that's not yeah
0: it doesn't feel right to I me i feel like it was
1: his first time maybe
0: No, he had been to concerts for them before. I think he just, maybe he, I don't know.
1: He's that guy.
0: Yeah, he's definitely that guy.
1: At a different concert. Actually, the last concert I went to before the pandemic, someone spilled their whole drink on me. No. Yeah.
0: Was that at um, Sinclair?
1: No. Wait. Was it? Emo Night? No, 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 no. I love Emo Night. But no, it wasn't the Sinclair. It was the place where... Cause the one in Somerville once ballroom. Oh, once. Once. I remember Ah. I I think I texted you that night. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you did. You texted me about somebody that worked
0: there. And I was like, I was like, oh, good to know that he's (laughs) not high right now.
1: (laughs) Yes. But yeah, they spilled their entire drink on me. And then I like, I was like, oh, it's fine. And then I think like he thought that we had like some sort of funny thing going on and we didn't and then he started trying to dance with me and I was like no like you just spilled your whole drink on me why do you think this
0: is your move (laughs) that's a thing that's the funniest thing though is that I feel like at those those like local um concerts I feel like that's how dudes think they're supposed to connect with women
1: yeah that's I do think that a lot of guys probably think that that's the move
0: well I the same concert that I went to where the guy thought I was like challenging him to a dance off. There was another guy in front of me who kept like stepping on my feet and like bumping into me. And I ended up elbowing him in the back to get him to like move. And then like later we were both in the bathroom cause it was at Charlie's kitchen. So it's like basically a unisex bathroom and he like tried to hit on me. And I was like, no, no (laughs) you bumped into me like 10 times no
1: no (laughs) yeah I don't know why people think that's like
0: a hot move well and the funny thing is is that in my mind I'm like oh be such a good meet cute if I like bumped into a guy at a concert (laughs) and we both bonded
1: but then like in reality like
0: that's uh, what uh, you
1: always think and then you see the people that are also at a concert alone and you're like wait oh
0: okay so this say anything concert that you went to alone how old were you
1: oh this was like last year
0: oh okay this was recent okay yeah i hope i was hoping you weren't like
1: oh when i was like 17 no no it wasn't anything like that the first concert Say Anything concert i went to i think i was 17 though
0: and were you with a group of friends that like did you have friends growing up that were into say anything as well
1: I had one friend growing okay. up that I also was yeah, but otherwise, you know, I think that's that makes sense.
0: Like that is similar to, I was really into this band Sugar Cult, which yes, it was a cult of sugar. Well, and the funny thing about that band is they sing about like drugs and like all this and alcohol, and I was the most goody two shoes, straight and narrow kid. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I'm I'm a junior in high school. I'm singing about doing, you know, heroin or whatever.
1: <laughs> What's heroin?
0: Yeah, I was like, I don't know what this is, but the song is my motto.
1: This is really cool. Did you write it
0: in your AIM profile? I think by the time I was a junior in high school, AIM had been like it had been yeah. vanished.
1: Yeah, I think I that's true. I feel like I am was there until I was in like eighth grade. Yeah. And then th- before MySpace.
0: But I think MySpace was big and it was really big for that like music culture too. Like you would have your like profile song. And then I feel like I picture it now that you had like a high angle selfie.
1: Oh God. Yes.
0: With your I little even, emo hair.
1: And I had like this headband that had polka dots all over it. And it was like really big and covered my whole forehead. Remember that? Yes. I had, that was, like, one of my pictures, and it was just, like, um,
0: and were you really into, like, heavy eye makeup? I feel like that was part of it, Oh, yeah.
1: I even was like that till, like, last year. I finally got over it. (laughs) I'm trying to think. Like, I feel
0: like I don't ever remember you having, like, a heavy eye makeup look, but
1: I used to be really into it, but finally gave it up i feel like i was just trying to compensate for being fat (laughs) just i'm really good at doing my makeup (laughs)
0: like maybe if i put enough circles around my eyes (laughs) maybe it'll work it'll work (laughs) so how did how did it become that the lead singer or that say anything followed you on twitter like what did you tweet at them Yes.
1: I mean, I used to only have Twitter to tweet at Say Anything.
0: This, I get it. I only had Twitter to tweet at um, uh, bloggers about Twilight, so.
1: Yeah. I So all I used to do was tweet at Max Beam. It's just, like, hoping maybe someday. But it actually happened pretty recently. It was, like, six months ago. I just randomly tweeted at him one day, something, and he was on Twitter, and then he just... I and looked fo- over and, and he followed you me back and like, liked the tweet that I had made. It was the best night of my life. Were you jumping up and down at that point? Yeah. You I, like, yeah. I lost my
0: shit and it was like 2 AM too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, it was amazing. I think that my equivalent would be like, if Chris Evans followed me back, I'd be like, yeah. oh God, I'd be like, it's dead. Yeah.
1: It's so intense that I've like written letters. You've written letters to him. Yes. About
0: what? Just being a fan or like what?
1: No. Yes and no. I've written multiple letters to him, but the biggest one I wrote was he came out as being bisexual like three-ish or f-ish years ago, and it was around like the same time that I did too. So um, then I was like, I'm going to write him a letter. This isn't even that long ago. This is so embarrassing. But I was like, I'm going to write him a letter about how great he is. <laughs> and then I was like, we can relate, and you're awesome, and you, you changed my life. <laughs> did you Did you hear back? no. Uh I also not only did I send it to him. I think I was like pretty drunk when I I think I was either like I had to have been drunk because I don't think I would have done this regularly but I also sent it to his wife on Instagram like was, Oh like, so you didn't
0: mail these you like dm'd them. Yeah which okay. was worse. But
1: I haven't sent him any DMs ever since he started following me because you can do that once you're on Twitter friends but I'm just waiting for the right moment because I don't want him to unfollow.
0: Oh, yeah. You don't want to, like, send him something and be like, you're my inspiration and then, like, see him unfollow you.
1: Exactly. That would be, like, a
0: kick to the gut.
1: Yeah. Because the thing about the way I feel about Max Pema it's not, like, I've never been attracted to him. I'm just, like, I've had dreams about going to his house and just, like, having dinner with him and his wife. Just, like, a casual hang. Just being, like – I had like a dream that's just like super casual and they're just like invite me over for dinner and I'm just like, hey, like you're great. And then that's the whole dream. Like, that's <laughs> how pathetic do you have to be? Hey,
0: look, I made a joke about it recently, but I had a dream. I've had several dreams during the pandemic that I bumped into Bert Kreischer mm-hmm. at the grocery store with his daughter, Isla. And he made um, uh, shrimp cocktail recommendations to me. And that was the dream. That was it. That was it.
1: That is the dream, I guess.
0: (laughs) So, like, you having a dream about wanting to meet this band, uh, um, meet this group and his, you know, his wife that you've been obsessed with makes sense. Like, that is totally fair. Yeah. I just want to know when you have a dream where, like, they're in a hole and you have to dig it (laughs) out. (laughs) The crossover dream.
1: Oh, my God. I have to, like, save Max Bemis from the hole. (laughs) Yes.
0: And those lizards.
1: Yes. Those actually aren't even poisonous. They draw on the little yellow spots. Yeah. Fun fact.
0: (laughs) You know, you really know a lot about holes.
1: I know a lot about a couple things. Otherwise, I have no idea what's going on in the world.
0: What you're saying is if you're on a bar trivia team, our best option is if there's a holes category and a category about, like, emo music.
1: Yeah, 100%. Otherwise, I will not help you. Or something about math, but otherwise, yeah. I know nothing.
0: So during your pandemic, it sounds like you have kind of gone back to both of these things, right? Yeah. Holes and... Like, you, I mean, you, you watch Holes again during the pandemic?
1: I have watched Holes a couple times. The other night, I couldn't sleep, and I was, like, anxious because, you know, the world. And I just watched Holes. Yeah. Fine. But yeah i mean i've been doing the sims stuff which honestly these were all at the same times that i was doing all these things i've been playing the sims since i was seven as well i think a lot i mean the sims is like the game that was like the first game
0: that a lot of people got into it's the best game i Mm -hmm. it's still so fun yeah and the expansion packs i mean like you can do anything in the sims at this point yeah it's the best All right, Emily. Well, we are wrapping up here. Where can our listeners find you and your crate, your great, I almost said crate, your great content (laughs) about The Sims?
1: Uh, Everything is just Emily Mameford. You can find me. I also, that's my link on YouTube. It's just C slash Emily Mameford.
0: Cool, perfect. Well, thank you so much for doing the show, and thank you to our listeners. Uh, like I say, every week you can find us wherever you found us. So whether that be Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or YouTube, um, please don't forget to rate and review. We really appreciate five star reviews. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Gimme Pod. Uh, Emily is eating some string cheese, and I'm gonna uh, say good night. Bye, everybody. Bye.